Hi, guys, and welcome to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we just want to thank everyone who has been tuning in with us each week. We love that you're here and that you are seeking to better yourselves, but also to strengthen your marriage because in life, we all go through hard things in our relationships and marriages. And I feel like we all have something that we can offer you know, we all have some sort of guidance or like a direction that we can point to people through our own life experiences. Wouldn't you think so? Absolutely. Even for people that's not married. Yeah. I'm not trying to force anybody to go get married. <laughs> but it's not a bad thing. <laughs> for those that aren't married, they have a lot to offer. They do. Everybody has something to offer other people to help them. Yeah. There are life experiences. We all have something to offer other people. And so I think so many times in our lives, we try to hide our broken pieces or our fractures and we just veil it with a smiley face. And I think sometimes the world teaches us like we need to get over it. Don't let what happened to you show in a way, making you feel like it's not okay to not be okay. But what if God is knocking at the door of your pain and he's asking you to invite him into the space because he desires for us to be whole? And I think it's so important to not, I mean, we all go through hard things, but not to act like, oh, that didn't happen to me. And, you know, just try to cover it up. Like, what do you think about that, Brian? Sometimes I think if we cover it up, we're actually taken away from others. You know, if, if I mean, there's, you know, just with, like with our situation, there's many people, a lot of women has come to you or reached out to you about, you know, what we went through. And you've been able to help them out and kind of coach them along. But, you know, if we'd have hid everything we went through and just kind of act like, oh, you know, nothing happened. They wouldn't have had knowledge of what we had went through and been able to reach out to you to get help. And some people might think, oh, that, that could never happen. There, you know, but there is, you know, there's people we know, somebody in our family, I'm not going to mention names, but. You know, that went years. I had no idea that they had been through the same thing until I'd went through it and then brought it up. And then it was told that they had been through the same thing, but I had no idea growing up. And I was, I was close to these people, super close. So, you know, you can't say that things can't be hidden or because even that couple told me like there was only one other person I knew about the infidelity. In their marriage, but makes you wonder if others would have known, could they have helped others out, you know, as well? Yeah, because I think a lot of times when we hide, like, I don't think it's for everybody to like, um, we're not saying like, go out and tell everybody all of your business because like some people are not safe to tell your business. Right. To. And then sometimes you got plenty of friends and family that 
tell it anyway. So <laughs> they tell it for tell you. And our story. <laughs> <laughs> you say, hey, Local sister news. so-and-so, would you pray for Alicia? This is what she's going through. <laughs> you know, those like little gossip trails. Yeah. Hidden in a prayer. Anyway. Prayer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, well, and I think we just so, so rabbit trail there, but that's cool. I think that we've forgiven those people too. We, we have. <laughs> we can laugh about it. We now. can laugh we, about it now. We weren't laughing. We wasn't then. Yeah. No, we sure wasn't. But I think that had I not been open and vulnerable with my process, um, some of these women wouldn't have even known that they could talk to me about this stuff. You know, because for me, when I was going through all of that. I didn't really know very many people, especially that was close to me. Of course, I knew couples that had gone through infidelity. But as far as being like in my intimate circle, it was very, very far in between. Like I, I didn't know anybody. Which is a good thing. No, it is. To not know. It's better to not know somebody or not know somebody than to have a slew of people you know has been through it. Oh, yeah. Might be in the wrong circle for him. <laughs> But in my journey, I needed somebody that knew what I was going through that could like help me and be a shoulder to cry on. And so I think in a way, me telling my story is me being that for somebody, me being that for the Alicia that needed me. <laughs> I don't, that doesn't sound bad. <laughs> but I needed, I needed that kind of like this podcast this would have been helpful for me when I was going through all of that. And I feel like if I didn't have that, maybe I can be that for somebody else. And one thing that I had to learn was that God can handle my issues, all my traumas and all my erratic triggers that I'm not too much for him. And even though I would feel like I was too much for a lot of people and even family, that I wasn't too much for God. And I feel like sometimes that feeling of being like, I have so much messy, I'm, I'm just a messy person. I walk through a messy life. You feel like when you walk in a room, you already bring so much junk with you that you don't even want to go into the room. And I just want to encourage you that you are not too much for God. You don't have too much baggage and you're not too messy. Actually, I feel like he's drawn to messy. <laughs> he's drawn to messy situations and messy people. And I just think that's beautiful. And that's just how he is. What do you think about that? Well, it's hard to uh, fix something if nothing needs fixed. It's kind of like going out buying a new car because you want to you want to restore a car, but you go to the car lot and buy a brand new one. You know, just there's no point in it. So yeah, it doesn't need anything. Right? Of course, he's drawn to messy things because that's what he's he's the way maker. You know, he's the one who wants to fix things. So of course, he's going to be drawn to those that's in messy situations and are a mess. Because he's the healer and fixer, and that's what he does best. So that's his passion. 
So of course he's going to be drawn to those. Yeah. And I just want to say again that you are not too much for him. Because I, I think for me, I felt like that for a long time until I realized that I wasn't. But I really wanted to take you guys in this podcast into an encounter. Um, a beautiful encounter that I had with Jesus in 2021. And so just kind of started off. I was in my bedroom with the door closed and I was just sitting on the edge of my bed and I was just thinking and just, honestly, I couldn't even tell you what I was thinking about, but I was thinking about, you know, God and I was just, but I don't even know like what my thoughts were towards him. I was just sitting there thinking about God and all of a sudden I, Jesus just appeared before me and he, and I really haven't told a lot of people this encounter, but. You ain't told me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I know you have. So Jesus was standing before me and this is actually the very first time I've ever encountered Jesus. And he was standing before me and. He reached with his arm down and his hand went into my chest and he came out. And when his hand came out, he was holding this gray lump that was my heart. It was gray. It was small. It, it kind of almost resembled a rock, if you will. But he was holding it. and. I saw him bring it up to his cheek and then rest his head against my heart. And um, just he closed his eyes and just it was like he was loving my heart. And ugh, that still like makes me tear up just like remembering this. I mean, he was just. My heart was just. It was in a bad state. And then he took my heart and he absorbed it into his chest. And then he reached into his chest and he pulled out a heart. And it was big and it was, you know, red and it was alive. It was completely different than the other one. And then. I saw him take a seed and then he put the seed inside the heart. And then he took the heart and then he pushed it into my chest. And then when that happened, I just broke down into tears. And then the encounter was over at that point. <sighs> that was pretty intense. I remember when it happened, I... Just, I probably cried for 30 minutes solid. And when I kind of came to, <laughs> I was now on the floor in our bedroom and um, I was like, God, what happened? What just happened? You know, I, I knew that something had just happened. And later that day, 
um, I was like scrolling on Facebook and there was a post and it was a hand holding a heart. And it said, Ezekiel 36, 26, I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I knew, and then I cried for like another 30 minutes as soon as I saw that, because I knew what had happened in that encounter. I remember that day. I remember you sharing that. Yeah. He removed my heart of stone and then gave me a heart of flesh. And when I see that, when I saw that, I knew what had happened to me. Jesus performed a heart transfer on me. But I also began to wonder what was the seed <laughs> that he placed in my heart? And what was growing? Like, what was it and what was growing? And I know if any of you guys know anything about seeds, is that they take a bit of time to grow. <laughs> Wouldn't you say so? <laughs> when you put a seed in the ground, Brian, like, do you expect something the next day? Yeah. <laughs> I know you expected. Yeah, but it ain't gonna happen. Um, yeah, gosh, seeds are yeah, sometimes seeds sometimes they can grow right away. Like when we plant a garden, seems like the cucumber seeds pop right up within a couple of days. And then some things take forever to come up. And then sometimes things come up that you didn't even realize you planted. Yeah. But those are not good seeds. Those, those are, are those are seeds that are probably but, you know, like even in that encounter, even though I don't know what the seed was and even when I have my bad days, I know that my heart has been renewed and that something of great value is growing inside. And that really helps me to think back on that encounter. And, and I'll just throw this in there. Um. A year before I had that encounter with Jesus, a year exactly to the day, I had an inner healing appointment with Jenna Winston. And in this appointment, she began to tell me, she kept saying, wow, you're a seer and you're a feeler. Like your seeing gift is off the charts. And I remember her saying that. And I remember thinking, well, I don't, I don't really feel that. And one year exactly to the day that she told me that was the day I had my encounter with Jesus. And I don't think it's coincidence, but her organization is called Heartscaping. <laughs> and that's literally what happened with me. It was like a total renewal of the heart. And, you know, it's been a process even walking it out because sometimes I have to remind myself, Alicia, you have a renewed heart because your body and your mind will be tempted to go back into those old ways. Like even with a, a heart transplant in the natural, your body will try to reject it even though you need it. 
if you don't have it, you're going to, you know, you're going to die. If you've received a heart transplant, you needed that heart and your body will try to reject this new heart. And so you have to take medications to keep your body from rejecting this new heart. And so for a little bit, that's kind of what was going on with me is like, you know, Jesus put this new heart in, but my old ways, you know, the things that caused my heart to become bitter, angry, wanted to reinfect this new heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I experienced pretty much the same thing. Yeah. You know, just, just changing, just changing your lifestyle. Obviously, when you change your lifestyle, your, your heart has to change. In fact, I think your heart changes before your heart is starting to change before that lifestyle change or, but yeah, it's your, your flesh fights against it. Your body fights against it. But, um, that's when it's really sometimes difficult, but very important to push on and to push through, you know, because, um, it's going to wage war against your heart, that change, but you just have to get, yeah, I mean, it's just so important to push on and get past that. It's, I mean, you see it with so many people, whether they've been, you know, no, whether it's, you know, any type of addiction, drug, pornography, anything, your body's going to try to reject your heart changing, but, you know, it's just so important to push past that and get past that point, you know, where freedom is like, once you push so far, you, you'll finally feel a release and you'll finally feel the freedom. And I think that was one thing that was so encouraging for me is that even on the days, like when I didn't feel like what had taken place had actually taken place, I would have to remind myself like, no, Alicia, you had a heart transplant. Jesus removed from you, your heart of stone, and he gave you a heart of flesh. And I just think that's so beautiful because he literally did for me something that I could not do for myself. And I would cry out to him and cry out to him. There was just things that I, like, I literally felt like I could not get over or could not heal from. And Jesus just came in that moment and in an instant did for me what I couldn't do for myself. And I feel like he wants to do that for everybody, you know, because there's like, as a parent, when you're raising your little one, they don't know how to walk. And so you have to help them. You have to you know, put your hand down there. When they fall down, you give them your hand so that they can stand back up. You know, you just don't expect them to, okay, go running. <laughs> It'd be nice. I don't know. Well, I don't know if I would want to. No, that. I wouldn't be either. We were discussing that the other day. We were talking about baby calves, how they get up within like the first 15 minutes. They do. Like too bad. And then we thought, and how that'd be a bad. Actually, I don't think I'd want a newborn running around, <laughs> sticking their fingers right in light sockets because they're right at that height. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I just wanted to say this, this encounter that I had with Jesus was so precious to me and I cherish it 
but I wanted to share this with with anyone who is struggling with issues of the heart, whether it's anger, brokenness, resentment, bitterness, whatever it is, Jesus cares so much about your heart. He cares about the condition of our heart. And I think so many times, you know, we disregard, you know, that God actually wants to help you in your emotions. He actually wants to help you with your broken heart. And I feel like so many times we feel like that's our job. That's our responsibility. We have to take care of that. But God actually, he's like, let me partner with you and let's heal you together. And let's put you back together, together. <laughs> yeah. God's not going to do anything halfway. Oh, He's going to, he's going to <clears throat> make a change in you and heal you. He's going to do it completely. And you we know, just have to allow him to. Yeah. I think that's part of it. And you know, some of these beautiful like mosaics that are like, they look like shattered things that are put together. It's like they're put together in this beautiful, um, just design. And it's literally pieces of broken glass, pieces, you know, of broken whatever. But they put, put it together in this beautiful design. And it's like, that's really what God does is he just takes every broken thing and then he just makes this beautiful, beautiful picture, this beautiful masterpiece of your life. And then you get to show the world. You're on display. Like, look what God did. I mean, for me, I can say, Jesus gave me a new heart. And there's something growing inside. And I'm so, like, it, it's so amazing to know that, like, he, he planted something inside of me. And it will, it will, it will sprout and it will grow. We just really wanted to encourage you guys today with that, that if you're going through some hurting heart issues, that Jesus wants to heal your hurting heart. And we just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, we bless, we bless you. you.